everybody. This is your boy Josh Collins. And your boy Terry Collins. And this is the Collins Report. Just want to thank everyone for listening in. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's late for us. I've been up since 4 a.m. It's about almost 9. No, 8, 8. I'm tripping. It's almost 8 o'clock. So it's been a long day for me, but. You know, we had to uh, come in and get this podcast in because we'll try to stay dedicated and pump out as many as we can, right? Yeah, try to keep the people listening and mm-hmm. engaged and giving you guys what y'all, you know, what you want. Yep, we got these fresh ideas too, so, you know, we don't want them to go to waste just floating in our minds, so we got to put them out to the to the universe or Fort Wayne first and then let it grow from there, but, <laughs> you know. But I got a special guest, my boy TJ. <laughs> TJZ, <laughs> little TJ man, my man uh, Terry's son. I haven't seen him in a while. That little anime talk. He about the anime life. Man, that's, that's all that dude watch, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know about it. I know about Naruto, man. I know about it. Yeah, man. How was your week been, though, Terry? Uh, been, it's been good, man. Back to work. Yeah. Uh, How's that? I mean, it's just not too bad, man. I can't complain. I'm I'm blessed to have a job, but the shoulder, shoulder definitely affects getting getting dressed, and I barely tie my shoes up. Mm. But you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. You labor them, right? Uh, no, I rotate the cuff again. Sheesh, second time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my man over here slinged up. <laughs> it's all the way slinged up. All bad. Yeah. Welcome back to work, though. You know. Um. My week been long, man. Just long days, man. Morning waits, you know. Uh, Listen, when I tell y'all I thought I woke up early and I wake up every morning to a text from Josh before I got up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 30 minutes. Before. Like, dang. Dude, already up moving around, man. Yeah, so, man. Gotta get he, it. When you say early, it's early. I don't realize it, though. Like, man, you know I me, mean? People be, like, snapping on me. Man, you text me this early? I don't re- I wake up. I respond back Damn. to whoever texted me the previous night. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like 4 a.m. with me, and right. I'll text you right up, back. I'd be like, who sent me? It was Josh. Yeah, it's Josh. <laughs> My eyes barely open up. I'm like, yeah, it's Josh. I'm moving around. Got to get it, man. I try to work out and I love it, do my thing. I love it. You know, got to get it. But your boy is off tomorrow, so I'm going to get some sleep. Good. And uh, I'm gonna hang out with my fam, man. Dedicate some time to my family. We are gonna go see this uh, Avengers on Saturday, though. Okay. My, bro, my wife said there were no show times at in the uh, afternoon, evening, and late at night. They're sold out. She said there's like two. I guess I didn't even know you can do this. Like when you buy your tickets at uh, certain theaters, you can pick your seats. Yeah. She yeah. said it was only two seats left, and it was like way in the front in the corner. Nah, you ain't rocking with that. Mm-hmm. One. So yeah. guess what time we going? Where? <laughs> we going at nine thirty a.m. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yep. Hey, man. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what. Hey, okay. <laughs> but you know. But you know what though? Man, that's a good time. A movie <laughs> like that. It's man. I had the most seats, but I, I wonder why. But it might. Hey. I, you gonna watch everything. You gonna pay attention, and then after that, you still got your whole day. Yeah, man. Cause that's a that's a three hour movie, three and a half. Yeah. Probably if you include the uh, you know the trailers. The, I mean, not the trailers, you know the previews. You, sit, you know, you gotta sit after to see what's gonna pop up. In the, in the oh, you already know. You gotta wait. You already like, know. You can't leave after no. the movie. You that's sit. rule number one when it comes to Marvel. <laughs> like you laugh, I laugh at people. They, they walk. I'm like, well, what is he doing? You're rookie. He don't, You're he right. don't know about this. Apparently, he walking out the movie theater already. You rookie. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm, I'm gonna try to go. I'm gonna try to go Saturday night. Um, I know I'm gonna have a long Saturday. I got a funeral, mm. but hoping by the time it's over, I got enough energy. I'm gonna try to take my wife and TJ because yeah. they want to go. So just hoping I got enough energy because that's three hours. That's a long time, man. That's the thing too. Like you got, I literally have to be strategic. My wife and I, we had to be strategic when we go. Like just giving up three hours on a free day mm-hmm. when you got you know house stuff and. You know, just stuff, man. You want to hang out. So, it's I mean, it's hard, man, just putting aside three and a half hours just to, for a movie. So, I, I, I'm dang they're going to turn my phone off. Facts. I don't be bothered. Facts. Because, you know, when that, that vibrate hits you, you got you be wanting to look at it. If it, I'm just like, man, I might just go in there and Facts. turn my joint and be like, hey, 
Tell people who important. I'm at Facts. the movies. Don't I, I hit you up when I'm done. Facts, man. That's it's probably chaotic right now at the movies, man. Chaotic. Chaotic, chaotic, chaotic. So um the reason why I'm a, so this this podcast probably come out either tonight or tomorrow for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this is actually our second podcast in one week. Actually, second podcast in what? Two, three days? Yeah. But y'all won't ever, ever hear the one we did on Monday. Ever. Because it's gone. It's gone. So we had some tech issues, though. But, you know, we uh, we found some time. And we, like I said, we're trying to stay dedicated. We like what we're doing. We got some good ideas. We just want to get them out. Yeah, you you got to sacrifice, man. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we, we think we got a good thing. We truly believe we got a good thing going. Um, Y'all just wait until we see these guests and... These ideas start just coming together, man. We we got some some dope stuff. So, Sir Second, we put some time together. Uh, Bud said, you know, let's just do it. But you know, I'm a uh, I'm gonna kind of keep us on the time limit because um <laughs> we got young T Jizzle out here, so I don't want to keep him too late. So got, sorry, Chris. He got that I step test, you know. Uh, I oh, it's I learn now. Excuse me. Really? Yeah. I okay, learned. that's after my time for sure. TJ wants you to know he's doing math tomorrow. All right, all right. I told him. All right. I got you. Okay. <laughs> TJ trying to get his, uh, yeah, TJ, his 15 TJ, seconds. TJ trying to get his fame on. He in the For sure. And we're going to watch a movie next week, guys. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So <laughs> before we get into our topic, man, uh, real quick, thank you to Nick. Nick literally scrapped every piece of equipment that he had on Monday that messed us up and dude got a whole new set. Like, I don't, I can't even, this ain't even my world, so I'm not even going to try to describe what he got. No. But it's a lot of knobs. Listen, wires. Yeah. Everything. And we, you know, we thank, we thank you. We thankful for Nick because I have no idea what's going (laughs) on over there. That's his world he living in and I'm grateful for him. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. So we appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Man, so let's get it. Let's get into it. Um, or what? Last week, yeah, last week. So we saw a trainer that we we both know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you train. Um, I just know her from around the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I this is public information, so this ain't me snitching or nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a taxpayer. You're affiliate. not putting her business out. It's yeah, yeah, public. Yeah, yeah. So you know, she got um she got in trouble for um underage, you know, doing her thing with a with a minor mm-hmm. at a school. She's an athletic trainer. And it just got me to thinking, like, in our business, we we work with, you know, women and the athletes and just clients all the time, you know, people. And, you know, so if you're not careful, man, you can get caught up, man. So what are some ways that you can be safe in this field from the opposite or just, uh, you know, people, period? Um, I would say common sense, but a lot of common sense isn't so common anymore. Nah. But, um, you know, for me, the biggest thing is just using common sense. Like, underage is underage. Facts. Um, uh, and for me, speaking of Josh's world, we're both married. So, yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, I know when I was younger and I was training, um, now I've never had any you know, teenagers or, you know, younger athletes uh, say anything really inappropriate or make any kind of, like, movements towards me or anything, but it always compared it to my daughters. I'm like, mm. I I have daughters your age, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, I just look at things different. Like, I can look at, you know, I, th- I think we, me and you talked a, a little bit about how we can, when we work with these athletes and whether, you know, when it's a female, how, you know, we can care about them and want the best for them, but it's kind of like you look at that person like a little sister. You have to. Yeah. So it's not It's not like we're doing anything inappropriate, even though we may care about them and want the best for them. Um, but then it's also just, you know what I'm saying, like you said, protecting yourself at all times, um, being aware of your surroundings, um, being smart, and just just making the right choices, man. Making those choices. So, Man, yeah, yeah you have to, man. We... We get that all the time in this field, man. And I think people, 
you know, people make, uh, you know, jokes about it and memes, you know, the, mm-hmm. the personal trainer, you know, or, you know, you see the memes that, that say, like, personal trainers be like, mm-hmm. and it'd be like a dude groping over a girl while he's trying to, you know, act like he's showing her how to squat or whatever. Um, you know, you even see, like, sketches or skits on, on Instagram about how personal trainers be. Um, and I'm not saying it's, it's some dudes and, and some women that be, they about that life. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard stories of trainers. Man, as far no as personal stories, trainers, personally. yeah, some of them get into this field for that purpose. Yeah, man. Like the whole goal is to, you know, get with the clients. Yeah, and, man. You know, for me, that's not the reason I did it. Um, it's not the reason I trained. Not the reason I got into the field. And now with the adult clients, I've had issues where I've got to, you know, I had to be mindful of what was going on. Gotcha. Um. You know, inviting you out for drinks and, oh, you know, when I was single, oh, you you know, I can cook you dinner. Mm, no. You know, because I know, like, my mom always told me, you know, you never mix business and pleasure. Facts. And, and I, I didn't want to have that kind of reputation as a trainer who just messed with the client. So, you know, for me, it was a no-no. It's, man, it's, it's a no-no for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> In the words of my little daughter, but man, it gets tricky, man, because you meet women on a regular or you'll meet guys on a regular, you know what I mean? And if you're not like strong will, you don't, you know, depending on your moral compass, you're going to fall for that bait every time, you know, sacrifice your job and you want to be able to pay for your family, your kids and stuff, you know? So yeah, man. And then like on the... It's a lot of guys that we you can read a paper, you know, Indiana's uh, you know, we in the, like that top percentage for athletic trainers, just trainers period, dating minors mm-hmm. and having sex with minors. You know what I mean? And that's just nasty, fam. It's just, it's just nasty. It's just nasty. It's just disgusting all the way around. It, it gives this it gives the industry a bad a bad rep and makes yeah. guys that's trying to fight you know, that stigma, it makes it harder for us. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you got to prove it. Like, I'm not like that. Yeah. And even, like, training young girls, you know, I train, I, mean, I train every sport in the high school, mm-hmm. all female sport, uh, all female sports. So, you know, sometimes I'm under the camera. Like, for me, I protect myself by, I tell the cameraman, I told him, like, hey, if it looks like I'm being kind of weird or funny, it's because I'm I'm trying to find that camera. I don't want, I don't want anything rumors or I heard or this or that coming yeah. out about me. You don't want to give them a reason. Yeah. You want to say something. Cause I got to protect my, I got to protect my wife and my, you know, my oath and with, uh, you know, my, my covenant, man. I got to protect them vials. And also me. this is your livelihood, man. You don't, you don't want that. Like you said, that reputation. No, man. Or even that, that rumor. Like no. I heard, like you don't want that. No, man. No, but I, dude, I've been I've been in situations where I've heard teachers like, oh, she's hot. I'm like, who her? Man, a little girl like 15, man. Like, it's nasty. I've It's awkward. It's awkward. It's like, awkward you nasty. Me. I just I, I just say you nasty. Yeah, I've been Come on, man. You know, you, no, you nasty. I'll I'll people will probably catch on, but I'll keep I won't say a name, but it's a place that you and I work together. Um, and this person at the time was the CEO of the whole company. And he was talking about some of the young female athletes that we trained. Now, those girls were in college, but I still looked at them like little sisters. You know what I'm saying? And he's older than me Mm. and talking just so inappropriately and just, and I wanted to say something so bad. It put me in that weird space. Like this dude can like, you know, get you fired because he run the whole business. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, come on, man. Like I expect more from you, you know, as the head of this company. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not cool to me for you to be talking like that about, you know, even though she is an attractive young lady, like it's nothing wrong with saying she's attractive, but you know, you're going a little too far when you got four or five kids at home and a wife. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I mean, you know, and guys like that, man, or just people like that use their power to mm-hmm. do whatever they want and say whatever they want. And that's not cool. Cause if I had a, and my, well, I say if I had, I do have a daughter. If my daughter was going to, you know, somewhere, a facility to get some training, 
you know, I'm gonna feel away if I if it comes out that some dude was groping her. I don't care what position, what color you are. Yeah. You know, you got we, we got we gonna have some words, bro. Starting off with some words. Um, it's just gross, man. It's just gross, you know. And, and it made me think of um, remember the, um, the doctor from Michigan State, uh, Larry Nassar. Mm-hmm. La- yeah. Uh, he definitely yeah. used his position of power. Oh, no doubt. Definitely. No doubt. And for y'all that don't know, um, it's, I think he, he got locked up a couple of years ago, maybe. Maybe. might have been less then. But um, he was a doctor for all the gymnasts, you know, Simone Biles and uh, Lori Hernandez and all them, you know, the last group of gymnasts that got gold. Yeah, we talking about gold medalists. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And yep. They came out and spoke up on it. Yep. Like, he been doing this for years. I watched years. that trial. He been yeah. for years, like decades. And what he would do, like he would say, he would act like he was working on, like, you know, one of the uh, the athletes, and you know, he'll stick a finger somewhere, and mm. you know, just 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 groping, man, just nasty, man, just nasty. I ain't gonna go into deep details, man, but just nasty. You know, he finally got caught. He's locked up now. You know, he should be under the uh, cell, but oh, don't worry, Bubba and that one. <laughs> Bubba gonna take sure. care of for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, so there are guys that use their power, men to grow the athletes, you know, and it happens on from uh, adult male on young female a lot. Pedophilia and it, a lot, man. It's, I mean, I, it's hard for me to speak on it because it's something that's different about that person. Their mind works in a different way. That would be hard for me to understand because I don't have that thought process. I ain't trying to understand. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, how can you even comprehend? Because I'm like, to me, it makes no sense. So people say, oh, they have, you know, some issues. Like, this baby used some signs when he was young. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Like, I I just, I don't know. When that stuff happens, it's like, for me, me being a male, it's like, like you say, gross. And how how could you? What would drive you to do it? And then, and our profession is like, dude, you're giving us a black eye. Like, it, even yeah. with a female, you're making us look bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause because yeah. first thing people think, well, that one trainer was sleeping all the time, and you're like, no, that's you know. And, and I got no problem explaining, it, but it's just sad that we have to have that conversation with people like, your child is safe with me, and you don't have to worry about this. And, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I mean. I don't know, man. It's just it's 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 tough. It really is tough, though. It's, it's, it's tough to talk about, man. It's tough, especially dealing with like young female athletes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's br- like you got to be careful with how much, and even how much conversation you have. And yeah, you know, I told you before. Like, my thing is, um, you know, there's one or two girls that I'm around at the school I'm at that I may hug because they're like really are like daughters of me. They hang out with my daughter. See them, you know, quite often. Mm-hmm. They at my apartment, and but the other girls see that they get high fives. No, mm-mm, Max, mm-mm. my relationship with them is different. But you is this because I don't want nobody saying, "Ooh, you know, they was over there hugging." And mm-hmm. Coach Collins, no, nah. like I don't even need those rumors. Mm-hmm. So, how um, do you think? Let's say Jayler to me or to go train with somebody. Do you yeah. think it would be hard for you? No, I mean. I would do my, I would do my, uh, your fatherly you know, research on that I, trainer. I would definitely do some research <laughs> for sure. Um, ask around. Um, and if I've not heard anything, then I honestly wouldn't have a problem. But yet also as a parent, I watch my kids. So if I see anything out of place or all of a sudden you just there a lot, even when you ain't mm-mm, something, something, mm-hmm. something not right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what is y'all texting about? Like, yeah. he don't need to text you. You can go talk to him when you go there. Like, they should yeah. be texting me about whatever. So. Speaking of texting, like, even, like, with, like male athletes, mm-hmm. I don't even text them. I'm cautious. Yeah. You know, pictures and all that, man. Yeah. Like, nah, just show me when I'm at school. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Or. We got a group chat for basketball. That's um, safe, though. It, oh, yeah. Cause it's, 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 it's everybody see it. Yeah. Um, And then. I may train some of the basketball athletes, and that's usually what I want them to work on. It's usually support stuff. I don't really do the picture stuff with them, but I know what you're talking about. Like, I've had a, the adults like, hey, can I show you what oh, I yeah. want to work on? And, okay, you got on a whole swimsuit to show me that. Like, 
you couldn't have on some dirty sweats or something like yeah, that. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've had. When I never, not through the text, nah. Yeah. I've had it, and I'm like, okay, well, well, we'll talk about it when you come in and train. Like, yeah, that's. I think it, I think it's about that energy you have, too, though, because I can honestly say, like, I never had any DM issues. Like, I be hearing, like, people with DM issues. I don't have have DM issues. And, one, my wife, Denise, yeah, I don't want that problem with Denisha. Uh, <laughs> uh, two, and Denisha, my wife, by the way, yeah, I don't want that problem. Like, and, two, I just, man, I'm straight up front with it. I try to talk about my marriage. Um, I try to be cordial, but still keep a distance and let them know, like, this is mm-hmm. this is my profession. Because every see, that's the thing. Like everyone's perfect. Every everyone's definition of pro- being professional is different. Yeah. Some people are like really, really huggy and and jokey, and you know what I mean, touchy. I should yeah. say more specific. But you know, for I think you got to just set it. First, you know that first intro, like this is how I am. You know what I mean? Um, it's energy I'm bringing, faithful, all that stuff. I ain't saying say all that, but I think you should know what your actions. I think it's the energy you give off, like you said, because yeah. not only is the energy you give, but it's the energy they give you. Because I can, I can usually read between the yeah. lines by how somebody's body language, how you know how their approach is, how they stand, and even how they dress. Yeah, you got on perfume and makeup to come work out. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you, I, See, I, mean, I called that out though. I said, yeah. "Oh, she," no, I no, call, I and I call that out in front like, of everybody. Oh. I'm like, "Oh, you gonna? Yep. Oh, we about to really work out today yeah. because of this. We gonna sweat that out." Yep. But that's one of the things. And then I, like I told you, you know, like I, I'll tell, say to myself, that person won't be back training for after whatever sessions they're yeah. because their intentions aren't to work out. Their intentions are something else, I, I and like I'm that. not gonna buy into that or give you that attention that you're seeking from me. So, see, I like that because you, you call it out, hey, y'all. Yeah. Oh, you know, y'all already know what's up. She got the perfume yep. on. And other people in class like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Oh, yep. Yeah. You gotta call it out, man. But you, you can do it so subtle where they embarrass and you just keep on, you know, going about your business. Yeah, that's what you gotta do, man. That's definitely what you gotta do. So Oh yeah, one more thing, one more thing. Okay, so also in this profession, mm-hmm. what are some there's some ways, man, we can we can give out to you know, any trainer. That may have to. Sometimes you gotta feel a contraction here and there, you know, like on a muscle or something. Um, so, how do you protect yourself? Well, as each of us, just do what's best for you and what you're comfortable with. Like I would suggest or recommend, you know, always being communicating with whoever you're training the client about. Fact. You know, even beforehand, before you start, like there may be times I have to touch certain areas. If you're not comfortable with that. You know, let me know and that's fine. I'll find a way to figure a way around it. Or if they are, you know, even when you're training, like, okay, now I'm going to touch because I want you to show you where the muscle should, you should feel the, the you know, mm-hmm. the work at. Or, um, you know, another thing I would do sometimes when I would feel uncomfortable, and even if the person had no intentions, just me to be safe. And I told you, I there were a couple times I'd be like, Josh, can you come through and kick it? Mm-hmm. Just so you could be in the gym with me. Mm-hmm just so I could feel safe or, you know, I'd have a friend or, you know, who had my kids up there and that way I felt safe training that person and I'm not in that, you know, that environment by myself and nobody else is around. I want to train. So like if I, any female group that I have to train, Mm -hmm. if coach is not there, I won't do it. I won't do it at all. Yeah. Get kicked out. And wait for your coach. Don't care how late they are, yeah. or come the next. Yep, I won't do it. I, I just I can't, man. Like that, I gotta protect myself. I what's important. I mean, and and once again, man, I gotta protect. You know, my wife. I don't want my wife to be looking bad and she thinking about me when I'm out and about. That's the, and that's a shoot. That's a whole other beast, man. So, I rather just try to my hardest to do the right thing. So yeah, I won't train nobody, man. I won't train. Anyone, if the coach ain't there, and a little more specific on females, you know what I'm saying? That's smart. I, I won't. Stay, just stay, it's better safe than sorry, so that's smart. Uh, f- facts, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, What else we have, man? <laughs> what else we have? Um, one more thing, man, before we get off this subject. 
does that does that um does that scare you sometimes though because sometimes people can say anything to try mm-hmm. to tarnish your rep whether it's just you know allegations whether it's true or not yeah. and we see it all the time mm-hmm. and sometimes people can't prove it sometimes they can does that does that scare you when maybe I haven't had a serious enough situation but no not really um because I think you people see you for who you are so a lot of times I think when those allegations are made some people have been close enough where they may have been flirting a little too and we know like yeah, we you know, know like it's not so they are yeah the flirting is so obvious and I'm sure there's other people who've seen it. There's been evidence somehow of something, a text or phone call, or just maybe inappropriate touching, and this maybe hasn't crossed that final line, but it's been close enough where I've never felt I've put myself in that situation where I had to worry about it. So I'm not saying it can't happen where I, you know, I could be accused, but um, it's it's like you know when you get in trouble and you know you did it, you're really scared. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you get in trouble, like, oh my mom gonna find out I'm gonna get a whooping when she get home. But when mm-hmm. you ain't did nothing, like you got supreme confidence. You're like, Oh, okay. I, I haven't done it, I'm good. So that's how I that's how I am about it, man. Like I I haven't put myself in a situation, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I think, man, I'm more offended when they're trying to flirt and they act like I don't know. Yeah. Like, bruh, I yeah. see what you want, man. Mm-hmm. I know what you want. You gonna wear these at the gym? Oh, this with you? Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, you gonna your hair? Okay. All right. You, I know, man. That's, that's right. but that's when I changed my approach on how I train them. Yeah. They might not get the same training as another, and I'm speaking to female. Another female that I know, she just came to bust her butt and yeah. work out, and she always come like that. And you know, we cool. If I see this woman, like you may get a wash down workout where I'm basically trying to tell you, I'm not feeling this because I know what you want. So what's the craziest thing someone ever asked you to train? Like, I want to be like this or I want to look like this. Um, <clears throat> I had a lady who wanted who wanted my help strengthening her female region. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh. but, but when I tell you, she, oh, when I tell wait. you she was going hard. Yeah. Like she was going hard and I could not wait for her sessions to be done. <laughs> like I seriously couldn't. And so because oh, I wasn't man. buying into I wasn't buying into what she was trying to sell. Yeah. I, she was she was pitching it but I wasn't even swinging. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna strike out. I'm good. <laughs> so she ran to another trainer. I hit I sent him a message and warned him. Yeah. I was like, bro, this is what this is. Good luck. I'm just sending you a heads up. Yeah. You know, get make your money, do your thing. You you may Handle it different than me, but I was man. I thank God when she was done, because mm-hmm. I was I was really and it's and it's sad that I had got to the point where even if I needed the money financially, I was like, nah, it ain't worth it. Nah, man, it's not worth going through that. Nah, man, I was like, train your. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to? Okay, then <laughs> take me out to dinner, cook for me, come out oh, and drink. Man. Nah, come sit by the pool. Nah, I'm okay. Oh man, and you do it in a respectful way because that's just how I was raised. But yeah, I really wanted, like, I really wanted to get real black. Yeah, yeah, man. And that means ignorant. I want to get ignorant. She was trying to toss that. Oh yeah, she was trying to boy. Oh yeah, pictures, clothing was wearing. She was trying to yeah, yeah, all of the above. Oh man, oh man, she was trying to yeah, bomb <laughs> that. Oh man, um, I I just had like I feel like all trainers get this like. I want to look like this girl. And I'm like, uh, that ain't real. What? All right. You know what I mean? Or show me a picture from Instagram and stuff like that. Or I've had guys, man. Remember Seventh Woods? Like, mm-hmm. man, I had this. When he's in North Carolina? I mean, before he went to, he's in middle school. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Man, I kid you not. I had this dude, man. Plain old regular dude, man. Average Joe. Never played a sport. And he was like, man, I need to jump like this dude. Show me Seventh Woods video, man. And I was like, bro, you got to go talk to God on that, man. I can't do that, man. You got to look, we can, get in the, we can enhance what you have, but this right here, can't do it. So, yeah, I, I think I've had that. I think I feel like every trainer gets that, though. But what you just said 
I got a couple <laughs> outrageous adult stories, yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. No, I, I ain't but, never had that. But thank God I never I never bought into it. So Yeah, for sure. Because I, I, I wouldn't be doing this with you. Reputation prior to been tarnished as a trainer, so yeah. yeah. I'm thankful I never that thing never that sort of thing and that's is actually a turnoff. And now I don't care because I'm married. Right. But Some, I'm saying even somebody asking you to uh, help train they they uh, woman area. <laughs> One, <laughs> uh, can Ma'am. we lift the weight or something? I don't know what you want. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. For the podcast sake, I want man. <laughs> I got up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. <laughs> man. Next. 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 We talked about falling from grace, man. Yes. Af- athletes that um. Let's say might have been injured and it's really over. Yeah. And they don't know what to do because they've been playing a sport since first grade. Yep. And that's all they know. That's all they've ever been. That's all they ever thought about. Have you been to that that place? You've oh, been Oh, most definitely. Mm. Um it's it's a part of uh, you know, we talked about falling from grace, but we identified it as mental health. Uh, that's a big topic, and uh, it's becoming um, something that's being talked about more, especially in African American. Yeah, some of the things, and you know, growing up were taboo. Like you weren't allowed to have certain things; you were just bad, or you know, you you your parent just disciplined you. But like this mental health thing, like we always, I was always in the belief that I had to be this tough, strong guy. I could take anything. I don't supposed to cry a lot in front of people. And and pits and parts of that, yeah, you you gotta life's tough. You gotta you gotta get through it. You can't always walk around crying head down. But with this situation here, I really think it's a mental issue, mental health issue that is overlooked because most athletes, you know, depending on what level you're at, you're looked at as this superior being or great shape, and um, nothing can hurt you or harm you. That is just the sport you play. That doesn't mean off that field or off that court you're a regular human being you have regular emotions you have thoughts you have feelings and with falling from grace the meaning behind that is that when we don't reach and speaking for myself when I didn't reach the potential I seen for myself or where I thought I should have been um, it hit me pretty hard while I went into a depression and I don't think too many people knew it um, because I was so closed off I didn't want people to look at me as weak um, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to communicate it. I didn't know who to turn to. Um, I didn't, I hadn't seen or I didn't know anybody that had went through something like me where you, your whole life been this athlete. Everybody knows you as this athlete. And then you get to a point where it's gone and like, okay, what do I do with my life now? Who am I? And it's hard. Like people think it should be just easy. It should be easy for you. Oh, move on with your life. No, because you've been the, you identify this is who you are. And when that's taken away and it's something you love and enjoy, it's like, well, dang, man, I don't know what to do, what to do mm-hmm. with my life now. I'm stuck. And then it becomes mental because you go through basically, like I said, this, this depression and this, it's like losing a, like a best friend. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to describe, man, but I, I know a lot of athletes go through it. And then, you know, we hold these kids so high. Oh, he's a great athlete. Soon as something happens, whether they make a mistake in life, where the sport gets taken away, whether they get injured, um, or something, just whatever reason, they don't play anymore, the first thing we do is we put them down because we only held them up for a sport. We didn't hold them up because they're a great person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they're a great family member or whatever. They were only on that pedestal for the sport. And once it's done, it's like we kick them to the side. Like, oh, well, you the past news, so now we're going to move on to the next kid. Yeah. We're fickle. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that man, that was deep. When you um you say you got into a depression, like what were some of the I guess vices that you got into, if any? Um, I was of age, but um I was drinking way too much, partying. Mm-hmm. Um and some of that stuff is typical kid stuff, but when I was doing it it wasn't for the purpose of being a college student at that age where you can drink and hang out, it was because I was trying to bury 
the feeling of anger and sadness or whatever else it was from losing mm-hmm. basketball. So um, it went on for a while, man. Like, I know I probably ruined relationships with people um, mm. just because I was in a bad place and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to, um, I didn't know how to replace that feeling that I got from people recognizing me from that sport or the feeling I got from playing my sport. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you become something that you truly aren't. And the thing for me was, you know, thankfully my family, you know, raised me in the church. So it just got to the point one day, man, I think I woke up and I just looked in the mirror and it was like, I was just unhappy with myself. And I was like, you know what? You got to fix this. And even though I still wasn't completely over losing my sport, I was ready for, I was ready for more. Like I'm better than this. Like, I don't want to be this person that's sitting around drunk all day and hanging out and doing nothing. Like I mm. felt like God had a purpose and I just, I still didn't know what it was, but I knew that wasn't me what I was doing. So plus I had responsibilities. I had two kids by then too. So mm. what would you tell any athlete that's probably going through that now? I Talk know, to how, somebody, how man. to get out of it. Talk to fault. somebody. I mean, friend, family, um, if you got a trainer that you trust, you know, sit down and just ask them, I need to have a serious conversation. Parents, um, just anybody you're comfortable with, just tell them, I need you to listen. I need you to hear me. Um, that, and then just being, be honest with yourself. Like, you know, the biggest thing, if somebody's listening to this and they feel like they're in that place, um, you know, I would tell you, you, you are more than a sport. Don't let that define who you are. That's just something you do. It's not who you are. Um, you can be great without sports. And I think we said on the one, the podcast we they won't hear, you know, I mentioned for me, man, it's to the point like for kids who sit at the end of the bench, you are just as great as a leading scorer or the best player on the team. Now, just in that particular sport, you may not be as good as an athlete, mm-hmm. but you are just as great and you have just as much the potential to be a great person or a leader or whatever. Just in that sport, you may not be as good, but don't let it define who you are. I know a lot of kids go home and parents on the air, oh, you should be doing this. Man, squash that. You could be great without sports. Sports is just something we do. So. I think, man, you know, we, we, we put kids in a box, man, and we show them conditional love and not unconditional. And then when a kid or athlete, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say kid, but an athlete. Um, I guess they, if they don't perform how we think they should perform, mm-hmm. we become fickle. And young athletes especially see that, and they feel, in, you know, they feel inadequate. Yeah. You know what I mean? They feel <laughs> unloved. Like, so I, I can, that does a lot of, you know, stuff to your psyche. You can always compare that to a father, you know, a, a kid that comes from a fatherless home. Yeah. It's feel inadequate. You know what I mean? You just rebel or, or you just get into a funk because you don't feel loved. You don't feel wanted. Or you find out the love that you thought you had when everybody was cheering you on was fake. Yeah. You know, it was conditional, 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 conditional. It's almost what can you do for me? Like, yeah. My coach in high school, Coach Sims, used to say, you're only as good as your last game. And so, like, if I would have a bad game, he would basically say that to me, like, you got another one coming up. Mm-hmm. You can change the narrative. But if you're only good as your last game, for some people, then what happens when you're done playing? What they do you mean? Um, you said, like, the 12th man on the bench is still great mm-hmm. as a leading scorer. What do you mean by that? Man, because and I we, get you. We but put so much, and, and parents put so much pressure on kids, man, about, you know, the jealousy of, you know, God gives each of us talents and abilities, man. And always, there's always going to be somebody faster, stronger, you know, better at certain things than you. But then you have kids who join these teams because they want to be a part of something special. They love the sport. They may not be the best player. They may not get much time, but they are important and a value member of that team because they bring something that other people aren't bringing. That could yeah. be they bring leadership by communication. They bring 
leadership by holding others accountable. The leading scorer doesn't always mean it's the best player. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the public goes, that means, oh, he's the best player, he's the leading scorer. And I've been on teams where the guy who played maybe in the, in the games where the blowouts was my favorite teammate. Mm-hmm. And that's because I could go to him anytime. He lifted my spirits up if I was having a bad you know, week and game or whatever. Those guys are important, but you got society, you got parents saying, you should be scoring as much as, you know, Josh is leading scorer. You should be scoring as much as him. Don't put that pressure on your kid. Your kid can be great. Just the, that sport may not be the path they, they're going to walk down, but they have a purpose on that team. And that's a part of their greatness is what they mean to that team. Mm-hmm. We put too, many, too much on, you know, numbers. And I think we need to put more emphasis when I say numbers too. We put too much emphasis on sports. We need to put more on education. Yeah, it's facts. You know, we, like I said, when, now, it, people used to tell me, make sure you got something to fall back on. Nobody ever set me down and, hey, man, you may not make it. Just in case, what what other things do you like? You know, what, what else would would you want to, you know, what kind of, you know, occupation would you want to have if yeah. you weren't doing basketball? So, what we got to start doing as parents and as communities is just as much as we su- we push these kids in sports, we need to support them and push them in education. Yeah. Because you one leg injury away from your career being done. And I know we got me and you, you know, you said something to me today. Yeah. Um, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal, yeah. And parents spending so much money on sports, they could actually pay off college. Yep. But, um, the article was titled, uh, Parents Can Invest for Years in Kids Sports, But Scholarships Are Elusive. Um, and I can go check that out. We're not going to read all of it, but we're going to read a, just a couple little inserts from it. Um, only 2% of high school athletes will receive college scholarships in their sport, according to the National Collegiate Athletic Association. That includes awards well short of for a ride, many parents covet. In some cases, athletes receive just a few thousand dollars just to put towards tuition, housing, and other expenses. So you want, you want to know what that's, what, that, what that's saying from a coach's standpoint, if I'm a coach getting you to come to my school? What does it say? Josh, if you come to my school, now I can't get you a full ride, but what I can do is get some extra money into your financial aid, or we can look into other loans. Mm-hmm. But if you come, I guarantee everything is going to be taken care of. Then when you get there, you short and ain't taken care of. Mm. You already assigned to come. Yep. Mm. And then you stuck for your, you or your parents. Now you got loans and debt for life because, and that money like. Like Josh was saying, the article talks about money that's being spent for travel teams like AAU and volleyball and, you know, tennis right. and all these other sports yeah. with equipment and things like that. That money could actually pay for, you know, a couple years of college if it was invested into education instead of sports where only 2% of the kids are going to receive a full-ride scholarship. Actually, one guy in that same article one guy's son was a wrestler. He said he spent close to six figures, like total, for um, you know his uh, his kid to play in all every club mm-hmm. that he you know he wrestled for, yeah. just for him to go to college. And I think the college was, you know, sixty, seventy grand total, yeah. which is a lot. But dad is still in the hole. Yeah, he could have paid for that. He could have paid for that. And, you know, what's alarming is only 2% of high school athletes will receive college scholarships in their sport. That's small, man. I don't think people get that part. 2%. And, and you know, while we're talking about this, another inside scoop, and some kids know it, some don't when I bring it up, and I don't know if parents know it. A scholarship just, you know, kids are like, oh, I got a scholarship. And some of them start working on their craft. A scholarship's a one-year agreement. It's not four years. You get one year on your scholarship, and they can take it away from you after that if you're not performing up to their level and send you home. Mm. So just because you got it, I, I've seen situations where a kid was on scholarship, didn't perform, they brought another kid in, took his scholarship away, and gave it to the kid coming in. Kid had, to leave, kid had to leave school and go to another because he couldn't afford to go. Through. He oh, for sure. 
He thought he was on scholarship. No, it's a one year thing. You know what? I bet you that happens all the time. Man, it happens and when, and when so guys much. say they tra- you know, they transfers without <laughs> you know, without reason, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what happens a lot. Because yep. trying like one of the trying coaches uh I spoke to, he kept it all the way real. He said, Look, man, we're gonna get this dude this, this dude that, and he's gonna pay for the guy we really want. Yep. You know what I mean? That told us straight like that. I was like, man. You know what I mean? I'm going to read another one. I'm going to read another one. Uh, little insert that we highlighted. 40% of parents said they felt confident that their child would get an athletic scholarship. They also said they were willing to cut back on spending, going to debt, <laughs> uh, going to uh, credit card debt, delay retirement just to fund their child support. Um, and that was according to a survey of about 1,000 parents. You're willing to go under debt and delay your retirement for two percent. Man, there's never even guarantee your kid is going to get a scholarship. And then out of, in the article, another thing the article doesn't even touch on is, is the parent wanting this more than the kid. Yeah. You know, because you got a lot of parents yeah. that push these kids into the kids don't even want to play the sport or yeah. go to college like, play the sport. Out, man, you've been doing this. But since you're first spending grade. money on this, like ah, I'm gonna put you in this, I'm gonna have you do this. Why he, do people think like? It's easy to go to like a, a league or hell, like real talk. Depending where you at, high school basketball is not easy. High school sports is not easy. Mm. It's and that's becoming and that's a topic for another day. Pattern where kids just they, they think it's like college and NBA, they just transfer. Yeah. So they run to different schools. But Cause yeah. you seen that did you see the video? Uh, I saw it on Twitter. Mm. It was like a dude, he said uh, he can run like a four two or no a four oh, four, 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 um, four. I said four two, like a four four, right? Yeah. Man, as soon as he lift his knee up, I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's over. It's over. This dude can't run, man. When I seen that right leg go up with the right hand, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, no counterbalance in there. I was like, oh no. Nah. But people, don't the same people that play. Oh, he's trash. He's trash. Oh, he scored forty points. He's trash. He should have scored fifty. You know what I mean? Like, those are the those are the people that uh that say that stuff, man. But I think people really think sports is easy, dude. I, I, I think they also think that you can buy your way into. I do. I agree to with a that. sport. If like with these numbers, they're showing like if I pay enough, they don't work like him, that. If I get him trained enough, you know, or I have him with enough travel teams. He's going to get a scholarship. No. Then mm-hmm. That's where you got to take a step back and be realistic with yourself and with where your child is. You know, at this point, and my son is sitting here, and I love him to death. At his age, not the athlete I was. And do I care? No. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm still trying to expose him because I think there's value in participating in sports and, and you know, value that add to his life as far as teaching him, like, responsibility, teamwork, communication, things like that, even some toughness. Um, you know, as a boy, I want to be tougher, and, I, and that could be wrong, right or wrong for each person. But um, if if TJ tells me, Dad, I want to play the piano. Dad, I want to do ballet. Dope. Okay, well, you're going to be great at it. Like, I'm not going to force my son to try to be this great athlete because I was pretty good in sports. That's not fair to him. His life is completely different than mine. He has to walk his own steps. So I would never. And right now at this point, people are like, oh, you ain't put, you're not putting TJ in AAU? No, I'm not wasting my money on that because he's not ready for it. Mm. That's not the level he's at. So I'd be lying to myself and him if I put him in AAU basketball. That's his fundamentals, his understanding. It's not there. So I'm not going to spend money on it just thinking that's going to make him better because it won't. How do you know if you're just not an athlete? Like, I mean, if this ain't, bro, this ain't for you. And you've seen it, man. Well, you when I tell I people, know. I was well, like, I'm, nah. I'm doing it for the listeners, though. Like, yeah, I, know, yeah. I know, I know. TJ, like I was telling, um, I was telling a friend today. I know he can play sports because he's competitive. The difference is his exposure is different than mine because I grew up outside, running mm-hmm. around playing sports with my friends. This generation, as we already hit on before, they're the indoors playing video games, you know, watching YouTube. They don't do the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But yet, when he gets into a, a, a sport, dude takes it serious. So that lets me know he's competitive because he'll tell you, 
I want to be I want to be good at it. I don't want to suck. Well, if you don't like it, why why in the world do you want to work at it? So it tells me that. But then for a kid now, if I watched him stand off to the side and literally pay no attention to nothing or not give any effort or not try, no, nah, he he he's not an athlete. He's not ready for it. He don't want to play. And I see those kids, and you see those parents are the worst ones. They yelling at the kid from the sideline. The the kid in a football drill standing straight up, getting his helmet knocked off, and dad All mad the at the kid. Like, All the hey time. man, you know your kid don't want to play, right? Oh okay, he gonna All get the time. he he gonna have CTE because uh, uh, by next year though. Yeah, because he <laughs> he's standing straight up and they just hitting him. Cause man, and I, here's another thing too. Just because you see it on like TV or in the majors, doesn't meaning your son can apply that applies to your son mm-hmm. you know what I mean it don't matter what kind of cues you calling out on the sideline like your, your, your son your daughter that ain't nah they're not that type of player and sometimes they shouldn't be playing that sport yes a lot of parents get caught up in um like like anything else like even what you know within training there's a fad or there's a fad diet everybody yeah. jumps ship yeah when the basics are what work diet yeah. Proper nutrition and working out. Oh, that's how I get in shape? No, that can't, that can't be right. No. I'm going to do this new thing. So yeah. the same thing with sports. Parents are like, okay, how can I get my kid a scholarship? Oh, everybody playing AAU? I'm putting my kid. Do you know it's kids, if I brought you to, if next tournament you come to, yeah, I'm going to show you a handful of kids that didn't even make their school team, but they play AAU. <laughs> like that's the trend. You don't even I, make your high school or I your middle school like team, yeah. but you playing AAU basketball because your parent believes that's going to get you a scholarship. Boy, I hope some people hear this podcast, man. I hope this makes some people think. And it's not to deter dreams of kids that believe in themselves. Like, if kids listen, yeah, but we believe be in yourself. man. If you're spending all that money in your club, and this ain't just aimed at AAU because I don't want y'all to think we hate AAU. And, and I coach AAU too, so. yeah. So we got the right to say that. So and through him, I got the right to speak on it. But um, we just we talk. This is club period. There's some other stats I'm not yeah. gonna read, but it alarming. This but is volleyball, everything, yeah. Yes, but what I'm saying is, man, we got to be real. Like you can pay for college just by saving some some of that money. And uh, actually, one kid in an article like um, his parents they picked and choose what tournaments to go to and they was able to save some money so that kid now you know he can go to college regardless if he gets a scholarship or not but so we gotta be realistic on that like this ain't and we when we talk about low income we come from that so yeah. we can speak on that too yeah. you know what I mean we come from low income homes I, I knew I knew my only way was a scholarship facts or I was gonna have a bunch of debt because I was I like I can't, I'm not gonna put that on my mom I was like she she take care of me and my sister and that's yeah. you know so I knew for me that's what it was but education you can get a full ride off your grades but we don't push that on our kids yeah. we want them to play the sport if we push the grades in education they, they the money they're paying is the same for your college if you pay for like mm-hmm. you're gonna pay for your room and board your schooling the same as or a you can just shave off some of that money you're spending on that club yeah and yeah kid to be be good mm-hmm. be all the way good man that's tragic man that's tragic. That's tragic. Could but I, tying it all in, it goes back to, you know, falling from grace. Think about how many parents spent all this money, and then when they kid don't get to the point. I spoke were, to one today. And how they probably go off. And she's not doing AAU. Mm-hmm. And I, I told her I would speak about her, too. I won't say her name, though. Yeah. But I, I asked her, I said, why, you know, why not? She just said, um, she said her dad was spending, she, her dad spent 21000 mm. in, like, the past I don't know, like a couple years or so, mm-hmm. you know, for her club. And she said she she knew she didn't want to play in college. You know what I mean? She know she just she just liked to play. Yep. She didn't want to play for college. She was getting burnt out because she said she'd been doing it since second grade. Um. She said, um, you know, she what she said. She said um, last year she had like a panic attack. Yeah. You know, she said, man, I have my finals. And she's a smart girl. She's like, I, I want to go to school for my academics, which okay. is cool. She, you know, got a head head on the shoulders. But she said um, she had a panic attack in the car. And, you know, her pops was looking at her like, what you got to be, you know, mad and stressed about? Yeah. She was like, man, 
you stressing me out. You know what I mean? She didn't say that, but that's For what real. she was insinuating. You know what I mean? And she said, like, I got finals and I got all this stuff too. And I think a lot of times us us adults, we look at our our young teens as just kids mm-hmm. and like and act like they don't go through stress. Playing that's a long career if you think about it. You've been playing since second grade. Yeah. That's a career, man. That's a long stint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On top of that, you know what I mean? You're she's one that get good grades and you know A's and really no B's and you know still trying to you can have a social life too. So I, I get that. I think we're adding to sometimes we add a little bit to the anxiety that these kids has because kids have more anxieties than our generation. Yeah, um, and that that's facts. Like go look that up. So I think we add to that, man, especially in the sports realm. Mm-hmm. And we put them in this box, like I said earlier, and we really love them conditionally. Like, hey, I'm spending money on for you to play volleyball. I need you to, you know, go perform, go perform, go perform, go perform. Um, and it sucks, man, when they don't, when they underperform, we turn our backs. We as it's bad everyone. to me. Parents, and I'm not the best parent. I'm just saying. No, so. no, we're nobody. None of us are perfect. But just you know, speaking in, about this subject, we as parents, the community is overall, man. We have to stop. We have to stop investing our dreams into our children, and we have to invest into their dreams. Because right now, what a lot of people do is where they fell short or where they didn't make it, they place that burden on their on their children. Yeah. And then they want their children to carry that flame for them. And your kid may have no aspirations of being anything you want them to be with sports. When we push it on them, and, and kids, it's, it's human nature. You want to please your parent and make them happy. Yeah. So they do the best they can. And that pressure, like you saw talking about, that pressure is a lot. It's a lot. And and even for me, seeing him, like I told you, I I'm, I can't train him. Because when TJ, when TJ I can say, the same thing to your daughter and TJ if they training together. She may take it and she'll probably dance off laughing, but mm, yeah. she could take it and be okay with it where he'll look at me like and re- get ready to break down and cry because he's like, oh, my dad mad at me or mm-hmm. disappointed him. But no, I'm just training you. But if another person says it to him, he take it in, he understands it, and he'll go make it happen. So that's where I took take myself out and I told you, I'm just dad, man. Like, honestly, don't care if dude... Jalen to me had tried it. I told him, hey, don't play sports because your dad plays sports. Yeah. My sister, don't play sports because I play sports. Same thing with him. I'm just exposing him at a young age. But when he gets to a certain point where he's old enough to be like, dad, you know, I really want to focus on this. Let's roll with that then. Yeah. Nothing wrong with exposure, but we have to stop putting in so much pressure on these kids, man. Yeah. Yo, man, yo, woman, man, you are more than your sport. Yep. Like I said, in the words of the great Andre Ward, my favorite boxer. He said when he retired, they wanted him to come back, and they was offering him money and, you know, big money too. He said, I do boxing. I am not boxing. I'm more than that. So, yeah, man. Uh, one more quote from MOK, because we were talking about, uh, you talking about the 12th man on the bench. He said <laughs> he was your uh, favorite player to go to because, you know, you can pretty much just open out on him. Yeah. And uh, he listened and, you know, kind of confide in you and you right. confide in him. And um, MOK said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. Exactly. You know what I mean? Everybody has a purpose. Yeah, man. Um, let's wrap this up so we can get the young, the youngster home. So He got I learn tomorrow. He's like, man. Yep. Okay. I want to apologize. If my energy is low, I, am, I promise y'all I don't fight and stay up. I promise it'll be better, though, next time. Like I said, I've been up since, actually, I've been up since like 3.50 a.m., so. Yeah, you know, that's how my day is. And it's about 9, nine o'clock now. So I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. But we got some cool people coming up really soon. Um, some cool guests coming up. Yeah, some, some of them. Uh, and this is another thing where some people get caught up in the names. We're not going to mention, but we're going to have some big names. But I want you to, you know, try to listen to the stories of those who aren't names you recognize because theirs are just as important as those those bigger names like heck yeah one. if not more if not more yep what do what do we want from this podcast like what do we want like especially the city of Fort Wayne to 
get from this podcast? Um, man, just you know, just trying to help you know local athletes. Then maybe hopefully expand past the local point and parents. Um, you know, if you don't have an understanding of what's going on, try to open some eyes to some certain you know to certain things and. Yeah. Most importantly, like you just said about servant, um, us serving, we just we want to serve the community and serve others. So um, this is just a platform we're going to use and then try to expand from there, man, and just be, I wouldn't say a wealth of knowledge because I don't think I'm the smartest man in the world, <laughs> but, you know, try to help somebody, man. No, nah, you smart, man. You smart. To me, you smart. The, the smartest. What's it? The wisest man knows nothing, knows that he knows yeah. nothing? Yeah, Nick, look, Nick, look at, look Nick at shaking me. his head. Look at me. Yeah, Nick shaking his head. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, you just heard Nick say he just heard it today. See, look, I learned some stuff. Yeah, man. So <laughs> on that note, man, we're going to wrap up. Thank y'all for tuning in. I apologize for my energy. I'm over here. I'm probably slurring and all type of stuff, but I'm on fumes. That's, you know, my uncle say. So Collins Report, Josh Collins. Terry Collins, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, y'all be cool.